done. I will be arrested for not taking a fucking vaccine. This is not a fucking joke anymore. This is fucking dead serious. I am fucking dead serious. These people don't know who the fuck they're actually playing with. Yeah, in a coup they might come and fucking intimidate me and whatnot. But fuck, they do not understand what the fuck just one person like myself is capable of. They do not fucking understand. No fucking vaccine or MRA will ever flow through my fucking blood blood. Never! I will fucking die fucking fighting for my forefathers and my fucking lineage. Fuck these motherfuckers. folks it's the no it's not the beginning of the week i was going to stream yesterday it's tuesday tuesday that's right because i had to go and uh <laughs> concern for my well-being uh these clips seem actually insane bro yes well you know that's the uh, that's the world we live in right now mechi so uh, i don't know what to tell you it helps to be a little bit uh bonkers helps uh Helps the black pills go down, I guess. So uh, you don't have to worry about my well-being. I'm, uh, I'm perfectly fine. Thank you, thank you, thank you for asking. All right, all right. So what are we going to be doing today? Well, <laughs> of course, the graphene grift has uh, re-emerged uh, in the public consciousness again. And so I feel the need to cut them. I've I've now got a thing for peanuts with I don't know whatever the wife puts in the curry I sprinkle it on the peanuts but goddamn dust gets everywhere. Um, the uh, yeah so the graphene we're going to take a look at that and there is a whole bunch of neuroscience that needs uh, addressing so we will we will focus on that a lot this week i think because there's there's quite a few 
I don't know, papers I need to catch up with, interesting ones. And I thought today uh, um, there's been, well, how should we say, as someone from my perspective, there, there are sort of overlapping signals that um, stick out to me. And in this stream, I'll, I'll explain why that is. And do I think Biden is a reptilian shapeshifter? No, I just think he's a senile old uh, degenerate. That's what I think he is. But um, that's just me. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. So uh, should we, is there anything else I need to cover whilst I'm, no, I don't think I don't think so. Uh, we had a lot of I did a lot of streams with other people last week, which is why the papers have have backed up somewhat. I do I do lo I love doing streams with other people. Uh, it makes it makes it easy for me. And the um, ouch, the but obviously the uh, the manuscripts slip by, so that's what we're going to try and. Um, catch up on and we will dive straight in hope the soundboard is behaving and go from there all right yes and uh, i'm just going to keep this one up for a while <laughs> ah a little uh i'll not say anything all right uh let's uh if you've wandered in here wondering who i am my name is uh dr kevin mccann that's right Real doctor with real metrics, done real science, and uh, I'm. What what can I say? I, I said what the, I said to Armchair Warlord over the weekend. You know, I kind of I kind of feel like my job is done as you know the SARS operation winds down. It's endemic now, and we just have to um, muscle along with it. And <laughs> what am I going to do for content? <laughs> I just, uh, I don't, I don't want to do, I don't, I don't just want to do like a science stream. I kind of like sort of bopping around to different um, subject matters and what have you. So, um, you, um, hang on, your morning, good evening, your morning. I was just, oh, okay, okay. Thank you, Marie, uh, for that information. Uh, have a sweet night, I would say. All right. Um, so, yeah, if you want to find out who I am, I am legit. You can look on all the usual uh, places that you go to find science, I guess. Uh, PubMed. Uh, I like ResearchGate, like I say, because uh, it puts your metrics there in the corner, although I'm partially covering them. Um, but the um, it means that the doc is a, those metrics, a middling science uh, but then i i did all that myself what happens in this game is you get uh well once you get into pi positions etc you just start gaming the system and you just start getting put onto loads of different papers because uh, maybe you've <laughs> maybe you breathed in the same room as uh, someone doing experiments or what have you but all that is my work and uh, i i am i take full responsibility for it so and if you want to find out what i did uh prior to talking about sales you can of course go there find it it's all free open access i made sure of that 
or most of it, 99%. All right, so if uh, you want to... Oh, <laughs> let's, uh, let's not do that. And do that. And uh, yes, so that's updated. And so in what is... What is a very, very intense information war scenario? You need to have a digital trench. There's our digital trench, McCannDojo.com. And on there, you can uh, help help keep the stream going and uh, my, <laughs> my attention on the um, matters at hand, I guess. I, I mean, there's still science to do. Right. And I know that there's, you know, everyone has a hyper focus on the vaccines. I do try to cover that, but I try to cover um, as much as humanly possible for other other SARS related issues, etc. And um, in order to do that, yes, I need support. So if you would like to become a Patreon, the link is there. The doc really loves it. If you hit the WTYL.live tip jar, you don't even have to hit it. You just have to point your phone at that QR code. Use the tools of your oppressors against them. Send shekels to the dock. Uh, stream fags, gay pal, if you swing that way, of course. Uh, buy me a coffee. Works great if you wish to interrupt the dock as the, as the shekel turns. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, look. Money's like kind of like a necessary evil. We aren't we aren't in uh, Klaus Schwab's uh, Star Trek future just yet, and I've got to feed my kids. Fix the roof in my head is fucking expensive. I got a quote for it. It's like I don't know, seven thousand dollars. <laughs> like what the fuck? So anyway, um, and that's just. What that last five years was guaranteed, something like that. So, you also have to work on your shed. I know, I know. I've got loads of jobs to do. Stop. Uh, I uh, procrastinate enough. I don't need to be reminded of it. Um, so uh, let's uh, let's move on. And of course, if you wish to keep up to date, and a lot of the stuff that I do discuss gets dropped on the Discord, so you can join the Discord chat. Uh, from that link there you can also register to be notified and of course if you don't want to watch on rumble or uh, twitch you don't want to give your data too big data you can watch the stream live there as well and of course all that uh, <laughs> all that money <laughs> what little i get um i don't live high on the hog i think that like I say, this information war is um, it's barely just begun. And I think it, it's this building out of, well, we've got our own streaming and video on demand uh, platform, server, etc. And um, I think, especially with these new legislative tools that they're bringing in this this is a sort of, I don't know, escape route maybe, or just, just one way and of uh, circumventing the control that the technocrats do have over you, I guess. And, you know, use it or lose it, I guess, would be the, um, 
the take-home message here. But, uh, yeah, you can watch the streams. We play on there. And please, start uploading stuff. Uh, oh, look, somebody's uh, uploaded uh, the Wagner um, GDL. <laughs> Sven. All right. Uh, let's see. Um, ba -ba 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 -ba. What else do I have to do? I think that's about it. So we can jump into uh, current events at the moment. So, <laughs> Uh, after I'm not I'm not going to focus too much on this because we did a long stream, not yesterday, day before with Armchair Warlord. But uh, since then, <laughs> Russia, Russia to consider peacekeepers as targets if deployed in Ukraine. Medvedev says, and uh, <laughs> rightly so, rightly so. Can you imagine if uh, the Ruskies just said, "Oh, we're just going to uh, we're just going to watch what you're doing." In Iraq and Afghanistan, uh, United States, uh, the conniptions would be uh, epic, I would say. So uh, something to keep an eye on. Um, do I think that the they're going to send peacekeepers in? Not until there's some know, negotiated uh, peace, maybe. Ah, let's see, let's see, let's move on. Fill the holes with spike protein-induced amyloid clots, says Tech senior um yeah well we'll cover a lot of that like i say i've got a lot of neuroscience orientated papers in my tabs and it will probably take me all week to get through because what i will do i'm not giving a uh, powerpoint etc i like to read through the paper with you give my thoughts as i'm i don't look at the paper apart from the title and a br brief scan of that abstract to see if it's worth uh, worth my time and then i'll read through it and try to give my sort of real-time thoughts about what i think it is that uh the authors of the paper are trying to say um let's see oh yes of course i forgot about this <laughs> yesterday uh apparently the oil markets all went bananas uh opec cutting production etc and japan <laughs> yeah japan has uh, gone and uh should we say uh, that didn't hold the line with respect to the sanctions and have gone and bought Russian oil. Yes. And um, um, what does it mean above the price cap? I mean, how do, how do, how do they set a price cap on oil? Isn't it just the, the markets that do that? Um, but anyway, uh, Japan. Japan uh, realizing that the war of folly in Ukraine is having serious uh, impact on their ability to <laughs> fuel cars, run their industries, etc. Yeah, all those basic things we take for granted. Uh, this popped up as I was getting ready to stream. <laughs> it's 15 seconds long, but uh, if you can listen to the drooling. Uh, imbecile that is Joe Biden. Uh, he's about to announce a second pandemic, apparently. Uh, from Congress. Well, we'll get through at least this year. We, we do need more money, but we don't just need more money for vaccines for children eventually. We need more money to plan for the second pandemic. There's going to be another pandemic. We have to think ahead. Is there? Really? I, 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 again, <laughs> you know, <laughs> after what we've learned the last three years, I am I'm putting all of this uh, that we've dealt with at the feet of the virologists and the um, the military industrial complex that was funding them to everyone's everyone's detriment. Uh, hey, 
But there they are talking about the next pandemic, etc. And um, I am, you know, people ask me, you know, what do you, do you think they're going to do that? I, I think that they would have a real job to try to pull off the types of controls that they instantiated during COVID. I don't think people would take lockdowns now. And um, I think I think any uh, vaccine programs are likely to be scorned upon. But um, nipper, bird flu. Yeah, look, potentially bird flu, and that could be nasty. But um, the... You know, there's this this number, right, that they'll bandy around, which says, "Oh, it's fifty percent lethal." When people who have been, you know, who work with poultry, etc., they they get a dose and then they have a hard time of it. Um, I do. I it, it would if it does make the jump, and it seems that there are signals in that way. I would. I, I wouldn't expect it to be much much more beyond a bad flu and you know that's bad enough um it could be you know i have concerns that the damage to immunity that's occurred over the last three years uh, may struggle so that, that that obviously would feed into the issues that we have or, or could have uh, should should the should the jump happen and you know unless you know flu is such a well known quantity right that it would be it would be very very difficult for them to pull what they did with that like they did with SARS because the the genomes are understood so well and so any any manipulation, I think, would be picked up very, very quickly. But then, you know, you might you might not need to manipulate it. Again, you've got to think about, you know, as part of this, they've degraded you over three years or degraded many. And, um, you know, there, there could be a uh, yeah, significant impact. But, you know, and, and until we until we really start seeing the data, I'm not uh, I'm not overly overly concerned about flus per se 50 percent lethal if you've taken their mrna jabs and boosters maybe maybe like i say until we until you get you start getting data in that direction all of it is just conjecture and the problem that we have right now is that there's far far too much conjecture and just um sloppy science and you know that's that's what i'm gonna get into next because we're we've got to deal with the latest round of uh graphenos spectaculos that's sort of filtering uh through people's information feeds and what's the first one i had uh yes <laughs> uh oh this is an old article never mind um <laughs> i thought it looked familiar but uh, anyway, we know about uh, Pormina Wag, and uh, so that's uh, that's a whole bunch of tabs out of the way. But uh, again, claiming that there's graphene oxide and stuff, we we busted that last year, and that silly Indian cow who's who doesn't have um, 
any of the credentials that she claims she does. Um, and you know, you have to you have to just ask yourself why why would people just I don't know. I, I guess it's just like they want that five minutes of fame, right? And so they they'll if they can ride the no virus train, uh, there there's an awful lot of support there by people who don't who who can't follow the science and read into it. Who knows what? And and basically tend to listen to uh, retards. Uh, let's see. Tech out senior says, yeah, graphene manufacturing process contaminating the vials. Um, look, okay. So we get to the next story, which is more recent. Um, confidential Pfizer documents confirm graphene oxide is in the COVID vaccine. And here is how to remove it from your body. Okay. <laughs> So, um, how did, how did all this come around? And again, you know, people looking through microscopes and suddenly being stunned by the micro world, etc., or microscopic world. Um, I I get it. It's tough for people to. Um, I don't know. Maintain objectivity, I guess. And look, for those that are new here. I, I need to re-upload them, obviously, because they've been uh, lost, <laughs> lost to the ether and server upgrades, etc. But we've done hundreds of hours of streaming in real laboratories with the equipment that you need, Raman, SEM, EDX, and nothing. No graphene. Niente, as they say. And you know, the the potential for... Now, could that could could there be graphene contamination in them? Maybe, but not in any of the vials that I've checked. None from the German group, and they actually did a much more comprehensive study than I did because they did the um, mass spectrometry as well. And I I didn't go to that step. It would have um, cost much more. I could have done nuclear magnetic resonance as well, but again, you know, the costs, the costs just mount, and unless, you know, in in a scientific context, if your initial data is essentially saying there's nothing there, then there's usually that's what you're gonna see again and again and again, and we didn't, we didn't see it, and we tried very very hard to do that, and you know, for those who don't believe me, look, there's a whole bag of vaccines there. It's just some of the ones I have. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, I know a few that got sick and had heart attacks and happened within a certain time frame. A few died with heart attacks. Yes. Um, look, there's, there's no doubt that the vaccines have a cardiac impact, for sure. That, th th they admit that as much in, in the literature. Right, and we've even we've even had studies recently which showed that it, it correlates to free spike protein um, in the blood, and you know, it's are you you shouldn't be surprised, I should say, at this stage, right? And you know, the, what's the way out from that? Well, stop taking them, and I think probably. It's run its course now. 
I don't see. I don't think many people are going to be getting boosters, etc., and anymore. I, th I, I think. I think that's done. And and thankfully, the um, the child childhood take up has been minimal. Um, but you know, where did this story come from? Well, it's Karen Kingston again. That silly bitch, and the ability of um, people to not or yeah her inability and others inability to pass out the descriptions of methods that are being given to you and you know you can look at the document and you can find where graphene oxide is mentioned right and i don't know if you can't see it in the top corner but uh, if i just do this right in in their methods for how they've done their I don't know, evaluation of the vaccines and um, the products from the vaccines, um, there is a mention of graphene oxide in there. But why why would they mention graphene oxide? And this, if you read the method, take the time to read the methods. I had someone yesterday on Twitter, because um, I've, I've, I've just been, you know, even Jean-Claude Perez has, has started putting out uh, tweets saying there's graphene in, in the vaccines. And I, I, I corrected him. James Fort did the same. I corrected him. And the, I don't, I don't, I don't get why people would be not reading right if if you if <laughs> look i'm uh how should we say quick to the draw with respect to shit posting on the internet etc look i get it it's fun it's uh it's the way things are done nowadays um but i'm pretty careful when it comes to talking about you know where people come to me and trust me with respect to giving an honest appraisal of the science and this is Zoom, zoom down here. All right, so where are they talking about graphene oxide? So cryo-EM of P2S, and I'm assuming uh, 2S would be the uh, 2-proline spike protein, maybe. I'm just guessing from this. But uh, cryo-EM is a, a method for electron microscopy. And so let's let's just read what it says. The twin strep, strep, sorry, tagged P2S, four microliters purified protein at 0 0.5 mg per ml were applied to gold quantifoil R1.2, 1.3, 300 mesh grids freshly overlaid with graphene oxide. Now, what they're describing there is the stage or the, or the platform that you use when trying to do your electron microscopy. And, you know, depending on how you do it and the type of samples that you have, you can you could basically just have a flat uh, metal stage. And often, when, when I was doing the electron microscopy for the vaccines, I would use graphene tape 
And why do you do that? Well, because it's highly conductive. It enables the beam to focus in so you get a sharper image of your sample on the from the from the imager and that's it that one word has basically caused a mass spurg out on on the internet so much so that um jicky has but he was talking about sort of quitting engaging on twitter uh engaging on twitter at the moment because he's he's so overwhelmed with just the stupid retards who think that there are graphene oxide fucking razor blades in these in these solutions and there was no one has provided any convincing evidence none and then who do people point to uh chinko column and uh campra Canberra, is that how you say the name? Something like that. Anyway, but um, the no one, no one has seen him do those experiments live. And until you see that, until you see them crack vials open, like I did, okay, in real time, so you can hear the snap of the seal on the vaccine and pull it out, and you can follow all the steps in real time don't believe any of it you're just going to get dragged down in, into the pit of nonsense that is that's grown up around this whole issue that no viruses 5g is gonna kill you etc and you know I had, like i said i had yesterday um you know because i because i've been correcting or, or putting forward my opinion around what what's in these vials literally someone oh, let me see if i can find it uh, but someone sort of sent me a uh, a, a response looking at a patent which was it's the patent for um tag and trace via when cell phones and what have you bluetooth devices come within range of each other and they can retrospectively i guess go back and find find out who's who's been in contact with who and i've got i've got to find it just because there's so much wrong in that um tweet come on where is it I really get so much activity in my notifications. <laughs> uh, da, 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 da. Before then, before then, before then. Uh, all right, I think it was this thread. Yeah, so... Um, so yeah here's me responding to and again james for he's a medical doctor <laughs> quite uh well established one if if we're to believe 
all that he says, and he's treated tens of thousands of um, patients. He's a obstetrician, and um, I, I'm I, when I when I see mistakes like this, it bothers me that people are leaning on him when he's talking about uh, very very critical data like impact on births birth deformities problems in pregnancies um hashtag placenta gate as jicky calls it and um so i i correct them and then there's i don't know <laughs> seems a lot of uh, germans seem to be involved in this but um here's here's the i got sent this pfizer patent granted in 2021 for cellular tower communication with graphene injected humans worldwide it looks it looks really really scary right there's the pfizer there's the patent yada 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 and it says this Pfizer patent application was approved August 31st, 2021. And it's the very first patent that shows up in a list of over 18,500 for the purpose of remote contact tracing of all vaccinated humans worldwide who will be or are now connected to the Internet of Things by a quantum link of pulsating microwave frequencies, 2.4 gigahertz or higher from cell towers and satellites directly to the graphene oxide held in the fatty tissue of all persons who've had the death shot. Now, look, I spend a lot of time, I love speaking with Spartacus about the technologies that they are rolling out, right? That there is a, an intent to go down in this direction. But all the time that you fall for, uh, I, I guess, viral tweets, I guess, is the way of um, describing these, um, you're not going to... Uh, you, you're not going to be as effective as when they do actually start rolling out this technology on you, okay? And, you know, I do my due diligence, pull the patent, search through it, and there's not one mention of graphene in that, um, in that patent. Should, should, you, should you go to the... <laughs> And like I say, this wasn't even a link I could click. I had to manually sort of... <laughs> I had to do a bit of typing. <laughs> so I had to do that extra bit of work. And I'm, I'm dismayed by all this, right? Because I, I'm, I was kind of feeling we put the graphene bros, you know, into the, back into the, the dungeon where they belong, um, much like the... Uh, the no virus clowns and you know it just it just keeps getting amplified and i think it gets amplified for a reason the um it's that they don't want you to look at the toxic biology that you're dealing with <laughs> that that includes the genetic vaccines and the virus itself and <laughs> this is uh, well you know <laughs> how many how many thousands of hours have i sat here now day after day after day having to go through this stuff and yes there is a massive problem we've got a huge problem it's existential in fact yet we're still having to deal with people who think that viruses are not a real thing that clones 
are unable to sustain pandemics, that graphene has been injected into everyone and is forming nanorobots, etc., etc., etc. And by conceding this ground, which is why, which is why I make a point of, of fighting on this ground, you, you, we weaken ourselves as they instantiate the plans that they do have for us. This, this was probably very much a sort of live exercise for when they, when they do want to try and get these uh, technologies into people. And, you know, if you want, I said this to Spartacus the other day, you don't, you don't have to have diseases to scare people into getting um, technology implanted into them. You just, you just have to make it sexy enough and cool enough and most morons will just nab onto it. Just think how many morons just go for i can't tell the difference right all these little black triangle uh rectangles look the same to me maybe that maybe the front side will look different but i don't know people love this shit me it's a fucking telephone and uh, well essentially a tracking device right <laughs> fucking thing i uh... <laughs> but you get you give people ever more tech and you make it you know and you give it away and you can do it on contracts like they have with phones etc you'll have people just lapping it up and um you know getting into that internet of bodies internet of things etc that that will happen right i, I think it's i think the technology is you're not going to stop the technology. The The thing to do is to make sure that it, it's being done on terms that are ethical. And at the moment, that that's not the case. And to have retards, like, what was this person's name? Emwin. I don't, I don't know what that means. What, what's this? Can I translate this? Translate to English. Recognizing cause and effect is usually enough. Share like discussion, approval, no listen, no ideology, no ideology. Diplo something JPEG on loan from Mars at work. Um, <laughs> again, I don't know. I mean, it's it's a it's a small account, but it's you know half an hour, an hour of me back and forth on Twitter, just correcting one person. <laughs> Anyway, uh, so you know, there's there's that, and I don't know. It's, I I make myself publicly available to try to answer these questions, and the yeah, the, and, and it's I don't want like I said I don't want to be totally dismissive because like I said they are going in this direction. Right, the merging of biology and uh, silicon, etc. It's it's been on the cards for a long time, and probably in a hundred years' time, they'll look at us and think, "Fucking luddites, <laughs> what was the problem?" And I'm, I don't think, yeah, like I said, I don't think you're going to stop it. I'd like I say, it just it just needs to be on our terms, not the. Uh, not the rentier class and the oligarch class who are just, just looking to enslave you that bit more. 
let's see. He got his five minutes of fame on your channel. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I'm using it as a teaching moment. So um, what, what can I say? Uh, let's see. Chat real quick. Um, I took the vaccine thoughts. Look, it, I would say this. If you're okay now, you're probably going to be okay in <laughs> this time next year, right? Generally. I'm the, the problem is, is that we have a lot of safety signals, which I try to spend my time going through and, you know, to sift through that data. But, you know, there's, it's not scientific literature, it's um, insurance related data, but the, the data put out by Edward Dowd. So his first name, Edward Dowd is the second name, but um, the, you know, the numbers that he's showing are concerning. If, if we've got this sustained increase in mortality, which we appear to do, and there seems to be a very tight correlation to when vaccines were rolled out, that needs to be investigated properly. And all the time that there's a, how should we say, a, a messy environment in which to work and then people are going to get entrenched into specific positions, ideological positions, it's going to be a much more difficult issue to unravel. And, you know, my working hypothesis is that we have been subject to biological warfare by a system that whether it's a um, it, it might just be an emergent phenomena from all these complex systems interacting potentially or someone shouldered that weapon and fired it at people and I, I don't think we'll ever really know I think I think it'll be impossible because as soon as you get close to anything approximating uh, hard hardcore evidence around p particularly adverse events, etc., they'll they'll obfuscate it. And you know the what's her name? I, is it I am Brooke Jackson? Like that that case got thrown out. The the legal system is is not going to be there to help you. I don't think. Uh, let's see, Mary says, it's nearly impossible to distinguish whether sustained increase in mortality is from vaccine or infection. Yeah, and that's that's how they like it. And, you know, the the only signal that you could say is that there's, there does seem to be a strong correlation with as vaccines were rolled out that you see an increase in uh, mortality and morbidity. But the, the problem is, is that doesn't hold everywhere. It didn't hold for Australia, right? They got all their vaccine doses in. And the during that period, deaths actually dropped below what they were, what they were expecting. It's only after that they opened up that they got this very large jump in um, cases, deaths, etc. And you had, you know, why is that? Well, 
One, because the vaccines are obviously ineffective. That much is obvious. And you'll probably get them to admit that much. But to get them to admit to causing harm or where um, if Professor Burkhardt's work is anything to go by, and I'm, I think his work is, is very solid, that there is proof that you can see, again, cardiac and neurological damage, and including amyloidosis, etc. that um, it'll, it'll be very, very difficult to prove it because they're not allowing, or they're not doing the autopsies as they should do. And uh, I remember what I saw, I don't know, it was a tweet I saw yesterday and I thought about including it, but it was, it was like some Italian doctor that's been suspended. I've been for a newsletter from Peter McCullough, I think. And the, uh, the, what was his crime? He was just saying that we need to be doing autopsies, as you would expect, under, under no, uh, what, what should have been normal operating conditions. Prior to 2019, someone drops dead unexpectedly. <laughs> they go and get an autopsy particularly if they're in the younger cohort, but that, that doesn't seem to be happening. And so we're lacking uh, clinical data in that respect. Or autopsy data, I should say. Uh, let's see. Was Japan the only place that denied the jabs when they found the stainless steel in it? Um, I, that's the only country that I'm aware of. But then Japan did allow vaccination. And... <laughs> When they Japan was doing really well prior to vaccine rollout, and then they've had wave after wave after wave, and it's increased in severity as they've done it. So you know that's a, perhaps an indicator that the vaccines are, have been detrimental to people's health. And, and but until someone does the how would you do these studies? I mean, I, I, I would argue you would have to do them in primate studies, but you would need, you would need an enormous number of animals to reach any sort of power with your statistics, I guess. I don't know. Uh, let's see. Graphene was used in testing of the vaccines according to those documents. It's not in the vax itself. Yes, that's correct. Uh, let's see. Continuation isn't 100% of the time thing, but there's also DNA plasmid contamination. Yeah, and to tell the truth, um, over long periods of time, I would be more concerned about the plasmid contamination than the, I don't know, the quote-unquote short-term short effects from expressing the spike protein. And particularly as there's a tendency to hone in on um, the ovaries by the lipid nanoparticle. And, you know, I, I've been speaking about this endlessly now, feels, feels like. But, I mean, this data's fairly recent, but the crash in births, that we're seeing, and that's that's some of the tabs that I, I had open today, just to just to look at that, um, is a worrying sign. And you know, I had I've had 
this discussion and you know, I think it was with Nick last week where, you know, we can't ignore the Club of Rome Malthusian doctrine that we know permeates that um, predator class. And maybe that's, that was their kill shot, right? Not not spike protein. That, that just helps, right? But just to, just to get DNA plasmids into people wrapped in lipid nanoparticles that go around the body. And so that's why but that literally has an SV40 promoter sequence in it that we know is tied to um, cancers. And maybe maybe that was their kill shot there and we won't know i don't know, I, I don't know how many how many months do we have to see um drops in birth rates and deaths in mothers and increasing to say hey we might we might have more than a transient problem i mean i i'm praying that whatever harm they have done yeah it's transient and you know i i'm I would encourage people to sort of go by the axiom that um, life is sort of tougher than you think and it, and it finds a way. And um, despite the best efforts of that predator class, um, you know, keep your head down and, you know, <laughs> do your, uh, try not to irritate them too much. And you can carry on about your uh, day and life, probably with no problems. Uh, let's see. Um, I remember when Doc went out due to sniffing the famous bottle. <laughs> yeah, don't uh, don't leave isopropyl open on uh, your desk. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, it was causing these mass heart attacks. Wouldn't it be all over the news? Um, if I just so there's this. Um. You are seeing it reported, and you are seeing it in the CDC data. But the the problem is, is that you're um, we're dealing with systems that have preemptively gamed the statistics as the vaccines were being rolled out, right? And this is the work of ethical skeptic, and you can, and you know, that's a brilliant substack to follow Twitter Skeptic Substack Look on Twitter page and I I would encourage um everyone to follow his work and when you're seeing this is this his maybe not doesn't he have a substack oh no this is this is it cdc has a problem but um please please go and well this is just part two or three but here here's the link go look they've they have obfuscated data very very deliberately to hide 
what would appear to be a wave of death and morbidity after after the fact and you know uh, it's a signal that's not just contained within the united states many many countries that had mass vaccine rollouts have this sustained excess death around 10 to 15 percent and <laughs> something's doing it and i i would argue that it's probably it's a combination of all of the factors that have been brought into play weaponized legislation weaponized pathogens um countermeasures that essentially i would argue is the uh, other half of the, the binary component of these weapons and um we're we're stuck in we're stuck in a situation where the those those who are believers who have who who have you know they've fought they've believed the experts they've f followed the advice they've they did what they thought was the right thing to do or they were forced to take vaccines because they had to for the to keep their jobs etc um to get medical care um all, all of these things uh, have have played into this and um i'm trying not to i i, I want every group that's been harmed by every step to have some restitution at some point whether we'll get it i don't know um i think it's a fight worth having and you know the the, the simple fact is that um, that predator class know that they run the courts and the everything so if they if they don't want to take culpability they're not going to short of people grabbing pitchforks and torches and i would love to see that <laughs> make those politicians sweat a little bit but um you know the the job could just be done right they've got their they've got their plasmid their sv40 promoter into the into the ovaries of women and young children and boom that's that's enough to take a big chunk out of what they perceive to be a problem which is overpopulation and i don't wish i had uh, more cheery uplifting news than that but it's not that's the situation that we're dealing with and it, it's a very very complex situation because as we as we'll see as we get into the neuroscience today there are the signals that i've been talking about for three years of long-term neurological damage done through exposure to these weaponized peptides whether it, again whether it's via gene transfection from the shot or exposure to the pathogen itself um so please um like i say i'm i'm, I'm a big fan of ethical skeptics work and he I, I don't think anyone else has done as good a job as him at laying out how they game the how they game the data and what the actual data is and you know the the primary um 
increase that we see. Well, no, th th there's a few, which is that we see a very large increase in cancers, cardiovascular issues, and the dementia as a, as a catch-all for many a neurological disorder. And, and like I said, it doesn't have to just be dementia. It's, it's, an, an assault on the central nervous system to give what they call, quote-unquote, functional neurological disorders, which you know, often means that they'll scan your brain and they'll, they can't see any abnormal lesions or um, hypo or hyper-intensities. And so they'll... You know, I don't, I don't like the categorization of functional neurological disorders because it often, it often gets put into it's all in your head, right? You're suffering from a psychosomatic condition, and we, we've had that for forty years, right? As people have you know, reported again and again that after sort of viral illnesses that they're, they're not the same. And we're only, I would say it's only as these molecular techniques have really come of age that we're able to uh, approach the, the problem to try to understand the, the pathophysiology. Um, I just wonder if there's a good um, take-home graph that we can get from... Yeah, it's all it's all cancers, but um, yeah, please, please go read Ethical Skeptic. That that would be my advice if you want to get if you want to be able to peer past the veil of the well, what what is essentially credentialism, right? You'll have people saying, "Oh, there's there's no issues because it, we we don't see it in the data." But if they if they don't know that there's a problem in how the data is being collated, then they they you, they're gonna miss important data points like uh, ethical skeptic has has done so well to bring into the public mind. So, all right, uh, let me catch a little bit up more, and then I'll get into the neuroscience. Um, the news we get is run by like five millionaires who control the narrative. If they don't want it out in mass, they wouldn't put it out there. I agree. I haven't seen his work. Just what little hacker dudes doing successful basic Myers engine adaptations showing their work. Don't know what that means. Um, can you guys read the text he's sharing? The quality is super chunky. Um, which text? Uh, graphene oxide is great for batteries, supercapacitors, drug delivery, and biosensing. Look, man, it it's, it potentially is a wonder material for the twenty first century. <laughs> it could lead to. I, I'm not against technological advances. What what I'm against is where you're you're being tricked and <laughs> misled into having to be exposed to procedures or other other interventions that were, were potentially not necessary and the pro the problem is is that we're we're giving over our sovereignty to these um public private partnership whatever you want to call it the, the corporate wank fest that is um the prison that we're building <clears throat> Uh, 
He is being attacked by all kinds of groups. It means he's on target with his work. Uh, yep. Um, it is ironic. All people I know that had heart attacks are fit men. There was not a single obese male that had one in my circle weird. Yeah, and that's that's what the data shows, right? That's what they'll admit to in the scientific literature. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know. And, and again, that that diagnosis of myopericarditis and it being causally linked to um, gene transfection, um, you're reliant on the doctors reporting it as such. And in, 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 the, in a case of, I can imagine in somewhere like the UK where it's the NHS, I would just be, oh, it's just, uh, you, you were just uh, snacked of God. What's What's the matter with you? Why are you looking at those? Uh, why would you? Why would you think that those experimental medications that we jabbed into your arms again and again and again did anything to you? <laughs> Let's see. Um, they already got us the little thing in the bottom corner of your screen. You should say something. It connects to the phone. We also have those in our cards. I don't know what that means. I have a close friend who is a no virus person. Sadly, they are a creator and have a huge presence online, but they are absolutely convinced I gave up and just accept them for who they are. Um, look, man, like I say, I wouldn't, I'm not going to try and force people into looking at the evidence. Either, either they, they can look at it and understand it, or, or they can't. And that the. It's it's unfair to expect everyone to have the I don't know the knowledge and experience in life sciences that I have. But I have, don't come to me if you I don't know want to help engineering a bridge or a <laughs> aircraft or something like that. You know you have the main. Uh, experts and they're there for a reason, etc. So, you know, keep that in mind. Let's see, um, my kitchen looked like Bakhmut, yeah, much like the room behind me. <laughs> I've got to do some spring cleaning, man. Uh, let's see, probably did, 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 did that. Flat earthers, it's not even rational. They've been flying a Boeing to New York City, right? The only explanation is a shutdown mental coping mechanism. Yeah, you know what? Some, someone put a link in the Discord yesterday where, and I, I'd, I'd seen it before, but it's it's quite, it's just hilarious because it was, it was compressed down into a minute where, you know, there were, there were people convinced of flat earth. And <laughs> so they went and bought a, ring laser gyroscope right <laughs> very expensive bit of equipment and the ring laser gyroscope showed that there was this 15 degree per hour shift <laughs> as you would expect the world was done hello big boy um daddy's working today he had all down computer yesterday daddy try and be done quick yeah, it's it's still kids' holidays, folks. So um, I might I might have to uh, 
be somewhat quick. Um, what was I doing? Uh, yeah, for flat Earth people. <laughs> not not just the ring gyroscope, but they even I don't know. They did some <laughs> calculation. I, I I wouldn't put much into that because you don't know how even the road is, etc. But um, you know the they were, I don't know, shining a light and had a camera and it was like through a hole and, and, and basically it sort of concorded to the measurements you get with um, uh, around Earth, etc. And it's... <laughs> you, under, under normal circumstances, you should, be, you should be free to believe whatever it is that you want, so long as, so long as it's not hurting people. The issue I have right now is that we're in a situation where... Um, I, I do think that there are harms caused by those those who would deny things like the existence of virus, those who would believe the pronouncements of anti-Fauci and the virologists that follow him around hoping hoping well he's gone now but you know expecting or hoping to get grant money etc and um to the i don't know you can you can argue that there's a um issue around you know like that anti-vaccine side and you know they can become that that can become quite entrenched etc and um it's a, it's a very very treacherous landscape to uh, to try to navigate through, and again, I think it, I think it unfair to expect people to just have the expertise to pick these works up and just, just be able to run, run with them, see the strengths, weaknesses, etc. So, uh, let's see. Time will tell, and we will see anecdotally for those we know who are not vaccinated. Definitely, will not let any such data to the mainstream i maintain that vaccination pushes spike to cns more so than infection um yeah um you know that's the concern i have that just but it's bad enough with viral exposure but the you know once you go past immune barriers and you've got the lipid nanoparticle distributing through the body that um it's a um there's cause for concern, and we'll see that as we look. If I get to the neuroscience, <laughs> uh, let's see. Did that? Did that? Uh, the accelerated cancer scares me. I'm not 100% convinced of the cause yet, but um, yeah. And <laughs> look, it could it could be from those fucking plasmids, isn't it? in the uh, in the vaxes who did the quality controls no one and the thing is we've been reliant on one person to be able to get their hands on samples and go and do the experiments now i could go and do it but you know that means i've got to raise thousands of dollars and go through all the hassle of of getting the experiments done and i'm um i don't need any more convincing than the data I have seen already. It's up. It's up to the institutions to properly show that these these products are safe. And the thing is, they they've come and gone. 
right? So, you know, you might never know. And that's, that's kind of how they operate, right? They're in the shadows all the time and then they'll sting you and then they'll jump back in. And just a way. Way of the world. All right. That did that. The largest damage was mass global compliance with untested medical intervention. Um, I don't know. It, 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 I, there's so many. There's so many factors that were spun out of control, and you know the the issue I have is just how coordinated it was. And you know, hindsight obviously is twenty twenty, etc. And you know, at the, at the time, people are trying to do their best with you know what seemed um, well. It was obviously a very unusual event, and you know, there's the issue around lab origins, etc. And you know, that's where I was sort of sinking my teeth in, and certain you know, from personal experience, saying that it has this ability to impact the central nervous system at a very, very profound level. If you, but do I think you should have locked down the world? No, we didn't do that in Japan. It, everything seemed to be going along just fine here, and you know the vaccine rollout seems to have been a trigger for ever increasing waves of death. I guess. Um. Um, yeah, I don't want to read articles about flat Earth GDR. <laughs> uh, uh, big boy, go learn some coding on Dad's iPad. It, you know what? These, the, the kids are running. You know, it's why I let them play computers and what have you, and because they're they're like hacking is a way to sort of get into programming, right? And that's what they're doing. Get grabbing like my my eight year old is pulling scripts off GitHub and running them in Roblox. <laughs> I'd have to I'd have to think uh, about how to do that for <laughs> to get it working. But these they're they're taking to it like ducks to water. So um, let's see, did that. Um, See it constant. People don't want to and read the quality fact-based content. Sensationalistic, stupid as drama with flashy music and video. Yeah, and that's the real problem. And that's that's where I've tried to aim my efforts. Right. Um, you know, I don't have uh, a lab anymore. I'm retired. Otherwise, otherwise I would do all the experiments. Right. But I don't. And so I I sort of see my job i guess right now is trying to help people to um navigate through this and like i say um i focus more on neuroscience um i do obviously spend a lot of time talking about the bio warfare issue because that's what i think we, we've dealt with so if we got a uh, error coming from restream again let me just uh, refresh that it's, i keep seeing a hundred messages scroll through my so uh, let's see that did that um, I'm burned out on the BS no virus graphene bots parasite clowns 
As a mod admin for well-known accounts, people want to be spoon-fed their confirmation biases so they can be intellectually lazy. Yes. Yeah. I, I'm not going to disagree with you. Right. So I, th I think I'm, we can dispense with uh, graphene at the moment. That's the primary issue. So what did I have next? We don't need that one. So, yeah, this was disturbing. That's uh, kind of a few weeks old. But U.S. maternal mortality hits highest levels since 1965 and it's wall street journal so i don't have the article but um this little nugget has turned up and the um this is um what's the yeah you call them uh spontaneous abortions right um where the child is lost in um development in, in, in the womb. And uh, these numbers should alarm everyone, right? A again, this, it's, it's not like a blip. There was a, there was a blip early in um, January 2020. Now again, how much of that was, uh, wow. Would it would it have been hospital policies? I don't know. But you know, this this much later signal, twenty twenty one through twenty twenty two. Okay, um, this may be vaccine related because you know again this is this is the placenta gate um, controversy right now. What's the individual Vicky Mail? Is it so it's the University College London? You know, they, they, there were people going around saying that it was completely safe to be injecting into pregnant women's arms an untested gene transfection technology that we know makes a beeline for women's reproductive parts. Uh, yes, I did figure out the setting to switch off the fucking memory saver. So, yeah, my pages just stay on now. So, um, and, you know, the 25% rise in terminations since COVID vaccination rollout. 25%. Holy shit. And like I say, the data from the mRNA shots mess up embryos real well. Uh, I, don't, I, I, I wouldn't hazard a guess at the mechanisms right now because um, it's, it's such a complex area, right? And, you know, is it... Is it you know, the, a deformity occurs and, you know, nature sort of knows not to waste the resources on on the feeders i i, I don't know there's a there's a <laughs> those uh those lady parts i'm only i'm only interested in the uh <laughs> the bits i can see uh on the on the outside <laughs> magically my kids came uh out and uh that's it that's all i want to know <laughs> let's see um 
did that. I have some relevant papers posted in the X linked folder with my thinking. Um, yeah, I mean, like I say, I, I'm not doubting it's happening. That's why it's why I'm reporting on it, I guess, or talking about it. Um, and it's it's a signal that we're seeing time and time again across many, many different countries. And like I say, the I can tell you from Japan that they've had this massive crash in births that was, you know, they were predicting would come 10 years down the road. And now it's here on top of us, combined with excess death. And we just have to, we have to hope that this signal starts going back down to baseline. Or, or what happens is we're three years into this, but they'll just make a new baseline and everything, everything will be tickety-boo, right? <laughs> Get back in your pod, peon! Uh, okay, so let's let's get into some neuroscience. So I I wanted to what did I call this um, dopaminergic evidence for dopaminergic dysregulation. Okay, and um, for those that don't know, dopamine is uh, one of the critical neurotransmitters that is impacted when you develop Parkinson's and the. When you're doing a experimental preparation to make monkey's Parkinsonian, and I've shown that I, I, I want to be quick today because uh, the kids being home, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pull the videos out of what those monkeys look like. But there are there are many many ways of inducing the Parkinsonian state, and some labs prefer a very low dose um, effect. Or, or exposure to neurotoxin and that targets the dopaminergic neurons and they'll spend six months building out their, their Parkinsonian model. In my case, I, I wanted severe and rapid to get electrophysiology before, you know, plastic changes occur in the brain as a consequence of you removing dopaminergic input. But when you're, when you're monitoring the progression of your model, okay, one of the things that you look for is how ambulatory is the animal, right? And what would appear to be an outwardly looking normal monkey, or, or well, you don't really do MPTP in rodents per se. Um, so let, let, let's stick with the monkey model. Um, but you can, you can put a, an activity monitor on the animal and you'll sort of get a, a pattern as to how active and how much they're moving around in the cage. Okay. And even within, you know, the hours of being exposed, you can often see a tail off in in their activity, their spontaneous activity. And what we see here is um, now, I, I'm not, is this related to dopamine in this study? No, it's not. It's just a, it's just a epidemiological observation of people's behavior pre-pandemic, during pandemic 
and post-pandemic, okay? And it was it, it's a study just to look at people's general activity profiles. And I'm presuming, um, I did see uh, some comorbidities listed, but where's the... Where's the feed? But um, I wanted I wanted to look at this, right? So, pandemic socio-demographics, mental health factors on average daily steps from 2018 to 2021, and you see that there's this. So this is the prior to the pandemic, the blue line is the lockdown and then post-covid and there's there's just this sustained drop in activity um in, in this you know it's a large study it's uh i want to say it was like five six thousand people five five thousand four and this this to me <laughs> if i was if i was looking at that as a an, an activity track for my monkey Right, and the, this uh, this blue bit was the exposure to uh, the neurotoxin. I would say, ah, I'm getting I'm getting the effect that I would predict were I destroying the dopaminergic centers of the brain. Okay, and I'm not I'm not dwelling too much on this study. I'm just putting it out there because these are these are the types of um, signals that you're going to have to tease out from all these complex data sets to 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 help refine your own hypotheses as to as to potentially what's going on so here we, here we seem to see something happening at the population level and there's been a decrease in activity i can tell you from my own anecdotal experience since my run in with sars I don't go out. I literally, I literally don't go out. And you know, people people who've known me for a long time, you know, I had to retire because I had a head injury, and I was, you know, it's taken me several years to sort of come back from that properly. And but I was during that time, I was still able to um, maintain some degree of ambulatory activity let's put it that way i would go for walks i would i would do all, all you know i could do stuff around the house should i really need to okay and then post covid i've essentially been housebound and you know i was i just check it this morning shit sorry um yeah, I checked my blood O2 saturation this morning, and it was 92, right? Now, yeah, it's gone up a bit. It's 95 now, 96. Um, but um, <laughs> we're, we're trying to understand at a population level, has has there been a long-term insult occur in in a manner from my hypothesis that fits the criteria for incapacitation long-term incapacitation 
And this is another little data point that I would tuck away and say that's uh, that's very interesting. But we, although we have quite a growing body of work with respect to the impact of SARS on the brain, spike protein on the brain, there hasn't been much looking at dopamine neurons themselves until now. And that's what we're going to take a look at. And we'll do that now. It's preprint still. Let me just uh, get my... Uh... I have video evidence of Kevin hiking in the Japanese mountains. You do? <laughs> Pre or post COVID? I mean, like, like I say, I can still go out, but I, I know that my baseline activity has, has dropped drastically post COVID. But you know, the, the issue is, is that I had a comorbidity, which was, you know, relatively serious head injury prior to getting infected with SARS. And who who knows what what damage it has done? I've got you know I've got a pretty good idea of the areas that have been impacted, um, just from looking at my own brain scans, my own you know, I'm, I'm my own best scientific instrument. So, what is this paper? SARS-CoV-2 infection induces dopaminergic neuronal loss in midbrain organoids during short and prolonged cultures. Now, those who would uh, try to minimize the idea that there are long-term sequelae from SARS-CoV-2 exposure will say, Bleh! it's not a, uh, it's not a, it's an in vitro study, right? We're, we're looking at cell cultures here. But one of the issues that we have in SARS at the moment is that there's discussion around which parts of the brain are um, susceptible to infection or the peptides or inflammatory factors, etc. The list, the list is long. Okay, and you know some some of the damage that can come about can be your own body's response rather than just like direct toxicity. And you know this is this is where people I think get lost in the weeds all the time. So <sighs> mercifully, it seems a short, short paper, um, and we'll go for it. And I'll I'll just start from the beginning. Um, I didn't even read the abstract for this. The, the title was enough for me to um, pick it up because th again, this was my area of specialization okay so i'm fairly confident that i can um, go dive headfirst into this and uh, be all right um are these organoids made from chinese wank machines no um these are th this would be um you've got to i presume get an embryo and you have to take your tissue of interest out and then and then culture it and you know this um 
well, I guess, you know, it, it depends on the <laughs> species that you're getting an embryo from, right? And I guess we'll find out which, what, what, what they've done in this paper. Okay. So we'll read the abstract. COVID-19 is mainly associated with respiratory symptoms. I'm not so sure about this. And actually, I've got another primate study that I want to look at. I don't know if I'll have time today. Um, where we're looking at the impact of SARS exposure in non-human primates. And maybe I'll have to do this either later tonight or tomorrow. Uh, although several reports showed that SARS-CoV-2 affects the nervous system, we evaluated the effects of infection in prolonged culture of midbrain organoids, showing that the virus induces changes in gene expression and fragmentation and loss of dopaminergic neurons. Our findings highlight the direct viral-induced damage to midbrain organoids, indicating the relevance of assessing the neurological long-term evolution of COVID-19 patients. Now, when people think of Parkinson's disease, the classic... I'm going to just have to pull up some, <laughs> some videos, right? Save me some time. Uh, whilst I'm doing that, I'll read, whilst that's loading, I'll read the chat. Uh, I have read Freeman News that said Russia is losing in Bakhmut, and my cortisol rose 66%. Um, I don't know. When I checked this morning, uh, the Russian flag was flying over the uh, the administrative buildings of Bakhmut, right? So, uh, let's see, come up, PowerPoint, open. Hundred and thirty-four viewers on Rumble, very nice. Such a great decision to stream there. Doing much better than YouTube ever did, which makes perfect sense, in my opinion. The user base there is more along the lines of Kes community, I think. Well, I could be wrong. Um, I, I'm I've been very happy with Rumble, and you know, there's hundred and forty-seven watching now. Um, it's like I say, I wish I wish that Rumble had had live streaming at the beginning of the pandemic. I'd have a channel with a hundred thousand views, right, <laughs> or, or subscribers. But you know, the the way that I um, do things, uh, it's not to everyone's taste, and <laughs> it's it's my way of dealing with, like, like I say, this that uh, very very complex situation that doesn't just include. SARS and you know one of one of the things I wanted to just get into was culture war etc all, all that kind of stuff as well because I I need to make this interesting for me I can't do this you don't pay me enough <laughs> and no one's no one's give up a dono today uh for for the work for me to for me to really want to sit down and do what what is my professional um expertise Right, and so that's why I I make it more a I don't know sort of science slash culture war slash comedy whatever 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 I feel like doing 
<laughs> to get me coming back day after day. Okay, so um, let's, we want to see some Kinsonian, right? So let's dig, oh. I hope you can see that. Is that, oh, shit, that in. that? Is that? <laughs> oh, it won't, uh, won't slide mm. over. But, but that person or, or the lady on the right, okay, that is severe advanced Parkinson's. She has <laughs> months to live basically and the in order to get into that state here or when mm. you when you show overt symptoms for parkinson's disease so you are what they call bradykinetic meaning that your movements are slow people can see that when you try to reach for something, it's not normal, right? It's taking you a long time to reach for your coffee cup. You develop this like pill rolling tremor. Um, to get to that stage, you have to lose 80% of your nigral cells that input into the basal ganglia and cortex. Okay. Prior to that state, it's what's called prodromal. Now, there are very sensitive tests that you can do, which says that, yes, you, you are prodromal for Parkinson's disease. And you, they could try to get interventions into place that would ameliorate or slow down the progression of the disease. But you may appear outwardly normal to most people. It would take a skilled neurologist to tease apart the, um, the consequences of, you know, when you've lost 10%, 20%, it, it, you know, as, as, the, as the losses accumulate. Now, you know, it's a, it's, it's still very much an ongoing area of research about how best to look for these prodromal symptoms right a lot a lot of people put um cognitive tests as a, as a sort of first i don't know challenge right that, that you want to you you want to be able to monitor a patient's progression through the years and like like I say they're maybe they're a carrier for there are genes associated with Parkinson's and you know they're um they're a carrier and they've got familial Parkinson's disease and so you want to you want to be able to say okay we we give you an 80 percent chance of developing Parkinson's disease by the time you're 50 and so we want to monitor you from the age of 30 just to keep an eye on how it is that you're doing and suggest things to try to maintain the integrity of your dopaminergic system and then once you get to 80 percent you end up looking like this old lady and look if you're 
if you're that old lady, right, you're going to die of something, right? Cancer, cardiovascular, um, or, you know, the other, the other big thing is, you know, you survive, the, you, you don't get taken out by cardiovascular or, or cancer. Neurodegeneration will usually take you out in the end, right? It's just, <laughs> there's a certain hubris that comes with thinking that you, you should be living for forever. You know, that's, that's, the, that's the domain of the, the psychopaths who, who run things like the World Economic Forum, right? There's, there's a reason that we have children and, you know, their, their adaptations to environments that, you know, someone who's, whether they have the resources or not, um, we have to make way. It's the evolutionarily, I want to say parsimonious, but the, it's the evolutionarily best solution that we have to propagating gene lines and you know just enjoy your time here and make sure you have kids and make sure that uh you know in your mind you 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 see the three generations and that, that third generation consciously becomes aware of you and i i could get into the metaphysics of why that's important etc but that's uh argument for or discussion for another day. Um, I propose we name it Chinese sons, <laughs> Fauci sons. All right. So let's get let's get back to this. Maybe maybe I have some. So, you know, just just to help orientate you a little bit. So this is the neuroanatomy, and this black region here is the substantia nigra, ventral tegmental areas, and um, they're they're part of the mid midbrain structures. Okay. So this is your brainstem here, frontal cortices. Uh, your cerebellum should be here. I removed it, but anyway, let's let's get on. So yeah, we'll skip the first paragraph. Patients can also develop chronic symptoms, including respiratory and cognitive impairment, such as fatigue, depression, and an inability to focus. A condition named termed post-acute sequelae of SARS-CoV-2 or long COVID. Recent evidence showed that SARS-CoV-2 not only affects the respiratory tract, but other systems as well, such as the central nervous system, albeit with no major cytopathological alterations in the brain after autopsies. Other postmodern reports indicated that although generally mild signs were detected in the overall brain, the area that showed a clear inflammatory response was the brainstem. 
This region, consisting of medulla, pons and midbrain, was also identified in a longitudinal study in several COVID-19 patients, mostly with mild symptoms. Goddamn telegram, man. Fuck you. Who's beeping at me? Um, where was I? Uh, yes, this region consisting of medulla, pons, and let me just bring that up again, and midbrain. So, uh, pons, medulla, and then midbrain here. Considering these observations, together with the nuclei localization of major neuronal systems regulating critical body functions, we plan to evaluate in vitro long-term infection-related changes in the midbrain and infer parallels with a neurodegenerative condition like Parkinson's disease. Modeling COVID-19 in vitro using organoids has shed some light on the changes induced by SARS-CoV-2 infection. Several studies based on brain organoids mimicking the overall central nervous system highlight the neural tropism of the virus and describe a range of impacts extending from reduced inflammatory responses to cell death. These studies focused on the early responses to viral infection, longest period evaluated was 72 hours post-infection and used organoids that do not have a comparable proportion of dopaminergic neurons as the one present in the midbrain. In contrast, the model used in this study recapitulates the main characteristics of the midbrain with functional activities such as synapse formation, spontaneous firing and dopamine release. It also shows hallmarks of PD-like reduction of dopaminergic neurons when derived from individuals presenting a genetic form of the disease. The aim of this study was to determine if SARS-CoV-2 has the ability to infect midbrain organoids to assess the direct effect of the virus on dopaminergic neurons and astrocytes to detect if the virus can induce a neurodegenerative process after an extended culture time. Do problem with <laughs> preprints it's all a mess so all right well, i'll try and work with it. so uh where were we midbrain organoids were exposed to 0 0.05 moi of sars-cov-2 for 16 hours and changes post-infection were analyzed after short and long-term cultures of 4 and 28 days post-infection. Using an automated image analysis platform, features of the cell types present in the midbrain organoids were extracted at 4 days, 
A positive signal for SARS-CoV-2 nucleocapsid was detected not only at the external boundaries, but also the inner parts of the organoid, while no signal was seen in the mock condition. A different antibody confirmed this observation. Extended data. Now... Yeah, I might, I might have to read off the side of the things just so we can keep the figures large enough. Okay, so what do I see in the first right? So here's their culture or organoid and the vehicle four days post-infection and um, stains hooks I guess there's some some stain for lighting up their neurons um, a stain for SARS-CoV-2 and here you can see that you can see the cells being lit up in the four days post-infection uh, TH. Uh, TH would be tyrosine hydroxylase, which is a rate-limiting enzyme in the conversion of uh, tyrosine to dopamine. And um, what can we... What would I infer from that? So I, I would say that there's a reduction in the amount of fibers and cells staining for tyrosine hydroxylase in the bottom row here and the sounds okay and the overlap is that we can see SARS-CoV-2 in those dopaminergic neurons okay now you know my first objection to uh, this organoid type prep is it's it, it's obviously a mix of cells and they they are um they're not conforming to the 3d anatomy that you would expect in the human brain that would be my first um issue here but i, I it's not so important for just trying to understand as if SARS-CoV-2 has an impact on dopaminergic neurons. So B. Representative images of midbrain organoid section stained for SARS-CoV-2. Yeah, yeah. Four days. 28 days, respectively. This is just different regions on it. So, yeah, four days and then 28 days on the bottom. But this, this one is four days, and this is the analysis for four days. This one is 28 days, and the...
so the don't I don't know if that's visible. I, I don't know how well that sort of comes across. And and again, you know, how much is sampling bias, etc. But um, what immediately stands out to me is if you if you look at this cell, which they've highlighted here, and then an equivalent cell. So we'll 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 just take for granted that they've correctly stained for dopaminergic neurons. Okay, the the nucleus of the cell has become is taking up a larger proportion of the cell body compared to four days so you know that would be indicative of a again a loss of dopaminergic function let's see what that is here uh, da, 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 da. Yeah, we did that. Um, C is quantification. Pycnotic nuclei normalized by total nuclei. Pycnotic nuclei. So pycnotic nuclei. I want to. Yeah, I want to say it's like the the nucleus gets larger and then fragments, right? Let's check that. Pycnotic. Pycnotic. Pycnotic nuclei are found in the zona reticularis of the adrenal gland. They also found in... No, that's not... I spelt it wrong. K. Uh, okay, pycnosis is the irreversible condentation of chromatin in the nucleus of a cell undergoing necrosis or apoptosis. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, let's see. So, pycnotic nuclei, SARS-CoV-2, four days DPI, and whatever type of plot this is, but I'm, pres I'm presuming the area under the plot indicates the um, size, well, pixel ratio. Um, and vehicle. Quantification of pixels of the respective masks normalized to a specific marker in the different conditions. Yeah, at different time points. Yep, yep, yep. Top left panel represents the pixel ratio between the pycnotic nuclei and total nuclei, followed by the Dunn's test adjusted by Benjamin Hochberg. Um, Dunn's test by Benjamin Hochberg. I know, uh, I know what Dunn's test is, but I've never heard of uh, the Benjamin Hochberg adjustment. Uh, but uh, these are ways of removing compounds from uh, statistical analysis. So, you know, a, a really common one would be something like analysis ANOVA, 
um, analysis of variants, and I don't know, you'll, you'll see people mention Tukey's um, adjustment or uh, what's the other really common one? Bonferroni, I think, is another one. They're, they're, they're just the names of the mathematicians that come up with these uh, tests. Um, okay, so um, if I was to just take a what's what's the take home from this graph that the the, the cell is is becoming apoptotic necrotic the nuclei is representing it also the size of the cell and um, I'm guessing the uh, the degree of tyrosine hydroxylase that they can identify. And interestingly, you can see in uh, both the 4-day and the 28-day, right, so this is a disintegrated neuron. And I don't, I'm, I'm unsure because I haven't gone through the paper if if they've managed to follow the same cells across time and you're look you're looking at the same region i don't know it's difficult for me to say but there's at a, at a first first past glance there's there's obvious damage to dopaminergic neurons here so that's that's cause for concern What are they infecting the organoid with? Um, SARS. <laughs> what do you think they're doing? Let's see. We did figure one. Okay. We then evaluated whether SARS-CoV-2 can infect astrocytes by assessing the expression of GFAP, our favorite, and S100B. We observed that while their levels and co-localization were reduced during early stages of infection, they increased over time with S100B remaining significantly lower than the control conditions. SARS-CoV-2 co-localized significantly more with certain types of cells because 2C and E. See that. Um, so map to, what was map? Map is, uh, it's the cytoskeletal. Check that map too. Microtubule, that's right. Um, okay, so let's see. So let's go through. Uh, SARS-CoV-2 co-localized significantly more with certain types of cells. When assessing the type of cell that presented the highest proportion of N-signal, neurons positive for MAP2 were the most affected in both short and long-term cultures. 
Um, well, every every cell is going to have microtubulin in, so I'm not sure how specific that test would be, but we'll carry on. However, when looking at the proportion of a particular cell type that stain positive for SARS-CoV-2, dopam dopaminergic neurons were the most affected, reaching around 40% of Th neurons in the midbrain organoid, showing the positive signal for the virus in short-term cultures. A significantly higher infection of GFAP and Th-positive cells when normalized to their respective abundance and the levels of SARS-CoV-2 signal in the organoid was observed for both short and long-term cultures. So, what, what to make of that? So, we, I think the general working framework is that many neurons, so let's let the classical cortical pyramidal cells, for example, they seem to be somewhat resistant to um, SARS-CoV-2 infection, but we know that astrocytes are sensitive, and this paper would indicate that now um, the dopaminergic neurons are just as sensitive as astrocytes. Now, I would, you have to ask yourself, why, why would the dopaminergic neurons be so sensitive? So that we saw in figure one that um, the nucleocapsid protein is co-localizing with tyrosine hydroxylase. So it does seem to be infecting dopaminergic neurons, but I'm ACE2 is not is not the it can't be the route of entry. So it's something it's something like I don't know it, it, neuropillin. It's neuropillin on ACE. I'm pretty sure there's no ACE2 on dopamine. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, oh, a preprint that says dopaminergic neurons here do have ACE2. This rat brain. ACE2 is ubiquitously present in brain vasculature with the highest density of ACE2 expressing pillories found in olfactory bulb, the hypothalamic, paraventricular, supraoptic, miliary nuclei, the midbrain, substantia nigra. Oh, there you go. Um, so if we can presume ACE2 is the pathway in. Interesting. All right. So let's move on. Significantly higher infection of GFAP, Th-positive cells, when normalized for their respective abundance and level of SARS-CoV-2 signal in the organoid. Yeah, we did that. Differentially expressed genes of midbrain organoids four days post-infection were enriched using different bioinformatic platforms. Dysregulated pathways associated with DNA damage, 
self-stress and death, neurodevelopment and neuronal survival. Oops. Differentially expressed genes, that's right. And... Dysregulated pathways associated with DNA damage, cell stress and death, neurodevelopment, neuronal survival, vesicle transport and membrane recycling. COVID-19 and autophagy were enriched using a manually curated disease-centric database. Uh, I don't know. I see these, these genomic studies where they just, <laughs> like this does this this does that um I, I i have to sort of take their word for it in this in these studies as i am not a geneticist so um let's see if we can work out so you know what are we looking at here? You, so when it, when a cell is under stress, you're gonna switch on some genes and dampen others, right? And I guess what we're trying to work out here is not done yet. I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have to rattle through this real quick. Um, These pathways reveal DEGs such as RAB7A, if that means anything to you, CTSL, VPS26A, VPS29, VPS35, COMD2, PPID, and ATP6V1E1. Uh, which were previously reported to be altered post-infection with SARS-CoV-2 networks. Networks of DEGs per category were built to identify the main interactions between them. Our results show that the virus is sequestering the machinery of the cell for viral replication by upregulating genes related to its translation. This hijacking process involves the endosomal pathway and induces alterations to the dynein axonal transport. Concomitant with infection, pathways related to DNA damage, cell stress, and apoptosis were also triggered. Genes known to be involved in dopaminergic neuronal migration, such as Robo4 and SLIT2, and genes regulating survival of mature neurons like NOTCH1 were downregulated post-infection. In line with the observed Th-positive neural fragmentation and cell death, Using other gene sets to enrich the DEGs, pathways related to PD, oxidative phosphorylation, and antigen presentation via MHC class 1 were activated by SARS-CoV-2, while another disease-based gene set showed that the annotations related with mitochondrial diseases and movement disorders were significantly dysregulated post-infection. Hmm, interesting. Um, of course, 
this is all supplementary data, so we don't have it. Um, upregulation of, of exogenous peptide presentation together with a reduction of don't eat me signals. <laughs> Quote, unquote, don't eat me signals. Uh, again, supplementary data. As previously reported in SARS-CoV-2, infected neurons showed that infective cell prepares to be cleared. Given that around 20% of the DEGs were non-coding genes, supplementary again, we analyzed the genomic context of their loci to identify regular regulatory domains that could be altered by infection. Indeed, genomic regions related to abnormal nervous system physiology and morphology and behavioral abnormality match those of the dysregulated non-coding genes, with one set of genes related with abnormal morphology of the midbrain by MRI. Altogether, this data demonstrates that SARS-CoV-2 infection of midbrain organoids triggers known mechanisms for its replication while inducing cellular damage that can lead to neurodegeneration. Okay. Um, that is basically the paper. <laughs> that's, that's done. Uh, so there's a little very, very small discussion. Um, I mean, you've got to be a gene jockey to know um, the, <laughs> where all these things fit together. It's not my, uh, it's not really my cup of tea. I mean, I recognize a few canonical ones here. Um, like Snap. I don't see Snare there, though, but... Um, yeah, so, you know, <laughs> that was a very verbose way of saying that you get viral replication in the neurons, and, yeah, it um, it hijacks cell um, ce cellular mechanisms that are involved in... Um, so if it, something like dopaminergic neurons where you're going to have vesicles containing the neurotransmitter they need they need to be made in the cell uh, body right so the big part of the cell and then they they'll be trafficked and dopaminergic neurons can have very very long axons and then they'll they'll terminate either in the striatum or the the cortex or synapse on both actually um so Let's see. Despite several studies, this thing's full of typos, but reprint. Despite several studies to address the impact of SARS-CoV-2 in brain organoids, there was a lack of evidence of the effects of viral infection in midbrain organoids at different culture stages. Here we confirm that SARS-CoV-2 has the ability to infect dopaminergic neurons and that this infection triggers a series of mechanisms that lead to neurite fragmentation, neuronal loss. Furthermore, SARS-CoV-2 induced significant changes in the transcriptome, pathway centered in membrane recycling, which plays a major role in neurons by recycling synaptic vesicles, were among the most dysregulated. SARS-CoV-2 infection also induced dysregulation of dynein-mediated axonal transport, yeah, so um, what, what are they saying now? So I just mentioned it. You make these, you package the, <laughs> funnily enough, you package your neurotransmitter into essentially exosomes, right? 
when you when you're talking about the um nervous system we tend to refer to them as sort of synaptic vesicles i mean they do they are somewhat specialized um because like things like um snap snap and snare proteins allow allow for vesicles to sort of dock with the uh, presynaptic membrane and then travel and you know it, it depends on the the type of signaling that's being sent a lot across so you can the canonical way of thinking about it is is that the vesicle will fuse and essentially as it comes to the presynaptic bouton or junction it'll fuse and then release neurotransmitter into the into the gap the synapse between neurons and then receptors on the other side will respond to changes in um neurotransmitter levels but there there are cases of um Every time you hear about genes switching on and off, that's the methylation of epigenetic signatures. Yes, it is indeed, Charles, and good to see you, brother. Um, and the, um, but it, it, it's also possible that you can you can send like exosome packaged exosomes to fuse across synaptic clefts as well. It's 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 a, quite a dynamic environment right so you know things like um you know if you want to send like rna segments for example and things like that and you you want to make sure they 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 can remain packaged across the synaptic cleft so uh so Due to their ramified arborization, dop dopaminergic neurons have a higher susceptibility to altered bidirectional vesicle transport, and such alterations have been linked to the early stages of Parkinson's development. Competition for the proteins involved in vesicle recycling seems to be one of the mechanisms underlying SARS-CoV-2-related dopaminergic neuron loss. So... Why would that be? I, I mean, I would I would have to make I'd have to make the presumption, right? So it, so we know that um, viruses do use um, the endosomal pathways, right? Which which form these exosomes. One of a I fucking hate that word right now. We have to use something else. Um, and the and so the 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 virus is wants those resources right because it's it's trying to package up its contents to make a functional virion to make sure that it can uh, infect other cells in the environment so um what would what would be normally used for normal metabolism and um trafficking of neurotransmitters those are sucked away and the virus takes hold of those and then it's used for um, viral fabrication etc and um and 
I I would I guess the presumption is is that the I, I guess these would be sort of interferon type signals would would kick in and something like that and then th th that's obviously going to trigger the um apoptosis type signals let's see they go on competition for the proteins involved yeah, i did that and so did that in addition these high energy demanding neurons are further affected by impairments in mitochondrial metabolism our observations are consistent with the previously reported neurotropism of the virus and highlight the need for further studies to evaluate the interplay between dopaminergic neurons, the blood-brain barrier, and microglia at late infection stages. Our findings expand the knowledge about the neurodegenerative process that the SARS-CoV-2 virus can induce, especially to dopaminergic neurons, emphasizing the importance of understanding the mechanisms underlying long-term neurological impairment in COVID-19. And um that's that's the end of the paper that's all the data we get with figures etc so um i have spent a long long time and put much effort into describing to you issues around neuropsychiatric disorders, um, particularly associated with exposure to SARS-CoV-2 and messing with the dopaminergic system is one of the surefire ways to induce abnormal neuropsychiatric states. So I mentioned earlier in the stream where there's this state called the prodromal state so one of the when you go to the doctor and he'll ask, well, you know, what's what's wrong with you? And um, you say, oh, I'm feeling anxious. Uh, I don't know. Test. I'm shouting at the kids, or you know, when I wouldn't normally do it, etc. Um, these these are again. So think in the context of that you you are a known carrier of the Parkin gene that's associated with development of familial Parkinson's disease. Your family practitioner knows your grandfather, et cetera, and he's treated, treated you, et cetera, and you come there and, and list a, a bunch of neuropsychiatric type symptoms. Um, if he was doing his job properly, he would, he would be thinking about these types of assaults on the brain. And... There's a very, very large research effort that goes into trying to maintain mit uh, yeah, mitochondrial health and um, the, the, the health of the dopaminergic system. And you know, what was the... So like one of one of the earliest or, or one of the early treatments that they'll give you is a is a drug called selegiline. And selegiline, I wanna say it's it acts at the mitochondrial level. And I'll have to 
MAOB inhibitor. And um, the, you know, but that's the pharmaceutical way of um, trying to provide some degree of neuroprotection. But, you know, obviously diet, lifestyle are all going to play a factor, right? So, again, think in the familial terms. You're, you're on a trajectory where you're going to end up in the ground or sprinkled into the sea, depending on your wishes, whatever. Okay. How you, at what point you get to that, you have some influence over, right? And if you're genetically predisposed to Parkinsonian type conditions, drugs of abuse that target dopaminergic systems, amphetamines, cocaine, usually the stimulant type drugs, are probably not the best thing for you. If, as this paper would allude to, that SARS-CoV-2 is capable of transfecting and infecting dopaminergic neurons, you, you might want to think about cutting down on the cocaine use at a weekend. For a little bit, maybe. You know, just try not to burn through those neurons, right? Look after them. Sleep. Get fresh veg. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever, whatever it is that fills that need for you to, that you know you're moving towards a healthier lifestyle, do it, right? And, you know, I, I know that I have to be um, very, very careful myself, right? I, I already know that there's damage within my basal ganglia that shouldn't, shouldn't be there at my age, right? And that's very likely a consequence of well, multiple insults through my life. And, you know, that, that was... Um, viral and post-viral state in my 20s that was very debilitating head injury and post-SARS as well and you know but I'm not I'm not um well, thankfully those days are behind me where I would be looking to uh <laughs> how should we say dance the night away um and the <laughs> Charles says infectious clones can't replicate. <laughs> right. I mean, God, man, we get, we just, we have to shut that nonsense down, man. But so, I think, I think I'm, I'm done with this paper. Um, today uh it was mercifully short where'd my apps go yeah and so tomorrow what i want to do is take a look at this one now look it's going to be a proteonomics paper and it's much again you know science has moved out. i'm a i'm an old fossil right with the techniques and methods that i learned and these are this is new stuff coming through and um, the 
you know, my my interpretation of it is um, it isn't going to be as precise as I would like. Uh, where I discussing, you know, areas that I'm comfortable with, electrophysiology, anatomy, etc., clinical conditions, all all these types of things, all the all this proteomics and what have you. That all <laughs> sort of youngins. Um, but tomorrow, what I want to do is work through this paper, which, again, we're in in this case going from a. A, 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 it's it's not a culture a brain a brain organoid right i, I guess it's just an organoid right so uh, but it's it's in vitro still i guess you can argue it's it's still uh, a, a test tube uh, as such or a, or a plate um and we'll look at some of the latest data that's coming from primates which shows that yeah, there there are signatures which would indicate that again, you don't have to have a severe respiratory state to show. Um, I, I don't I don't want to say severe. Well, yeah, I can say severe in this because um, some monkeys uh, didn't make it, but um, the um, the. Well, the take home from this pay, pay, the one we'll look at tomorrow is that yeah you don't you don't have to have uh, acute respiratory distress syndrome to have all the signatures of neurological impact and in this case we've looked at data from these authors before um this is uh the uh Tulane uh, What's his name? Robert Gary is based, right? Um, and so we'll, we'll we'll take a look at this and um, try and sort of again tease tease apart some mechanisms. Like I say, it's new data; it's worth looking at. It doesn't have we have we progressed? Have, have we taken a quantum leap? In our understanding, I would say not really. Again, these are sort of finer brushstrokes, but the finding that the um, dopaminergic neurons seem acutely sensitive is a disturbing one. And again, you've got to you've got to be thinking about it in terms of well, okay, at, at the individual level, right. He might be fine, right? That's the, the, the no problem with the world. That survivor bias kicks in, and uh, you're uh, you're good to go. But at, at a population scale, is what we're interested in. And just just to bring it back to this, if if we're seeing this type of impact in loss of activity, this this is something that should be paid very very close attention to in my opinion and this this would be the type of um well <laughs> ask commander rixie right you want to you want to make sure that your enemy just enters active right so you shut them down 
and and you just make it so that it it's more it requires more motivation it's more work to 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 get up and move right that makes you easier to control and the the simple fact is that um spike is spike is spike i'm i don't care whether it's come from you uh breathing it in in a cinema whether you've got I don't know, and it's stuck in a tube train with Kui's infectious clones to you, you were snogging your girlfriend and you caught a dose or you got it jabbed into you. There's a... All paths seem to be pointing towards neuronal incapacitation. And that that should concern you, right? That's That's the weapon that was fired at you and it they knew they knew what the effects were all right so i'll finish up on some questions i'll see if someone is uh, gonna help the doc with a dono today come on i've worked harder today than i have for <laughs> bloody ages wave <laughs> yeah that's uh, that that one deserves a full-on uh bit by bailey uh <laughs> What? Why is my stream deck all messed up? Uh, maybe this won't work. Uh, wow, indeed. Thank you. Thank you, Jana. Much, much, much appreciated. Um, all right. So let me scroll back through the chat just so I can cover any questions. Um... did they use a clone in that study um i can't tell because it's just the preprint and um it's a supplementary um part of the the manuscript so it's um it's hidden at the moment i don't, I don't know maybe if i dig around in that uh pdf i can there's a link to it somewhere tacked at the end no there's there's very little in the way of methods but look um go watch the discussion i had with um joanna so i don't know about four or five streams ago maybe and we we were looking at the atomic force microscopy studies that wasn't clones. That was wild type. Um, actually, the um, I, I don't know if if Charles, if you're free tomorrow and you want to do a stream, um, we can go over the paper I sent you. I saw you dropped um, uh, a link in the discussion group with uh, a whole bunch of sequencing. I, I was far away from the screen though it's on the tv so i, I didn't really uh, make it out fully but from what i understood um this is where they'd sort of done whole whole genome sequencing etc and um i know if charles if charles wants to um we could we can look we can look at a paper that compares wild type versus clones and um, the differences with respect to 
their infectivity and their properties uh, viral dynamics put it put it in those terms and the um, I'm, I'm happy to go through the paper but <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you that there's there's no difference right so um you know <laughs> this what Cooey has done is just run people round in circles stupidly <laughs> stupid stupid lanky streak of piss he is, but um, anyway, <laughs> it's me. Uh, all right, so um, uh, can testify post-serious Delta infection like I gambled my soul on last motivation sapped, consistent anodynia, dopamine fucked, it seems. Yeah, I, I, like I say, there's... Um, uh, yeah, I, I mean, Charles, if you, if you want to do that um, tomorrow... I'm down for it. I've got, I've got to wrap up because <laughs> I, I can I can hear murmurings in the background already of uh, the kids. So the, the thing is, my <laughs> my eldest boy, right? I mean, because he can't play here. There, there, there is two other computers he could use, right? The one downstairs that I use in the living room, right? Or my laptop. Yeah, he'll still go and bother his little brother. Because he's he's able to play, right? And it's uh, it's not worth my <laughs> my sanity to uh, to just keep pulling him apart. Um, but the all right, so I see Charles type in there. Let's see if he accepts the invitation. Um, uh, I wonder about neuroplasticity effects of psilocybin, more serotonin involvement, though. Yeah, um, look, dopaminergic rescue is very, very difficult. Um, there, there are not... Uh, uh, yeah, when I'm done, Charles, I, I, just give me five minutes after I'm done, and then um, I need to bathroom and stuff, and then... I'll I'll call you. Uh, then, um, what else did I do here? I did that. Uh, no distancing, no masking, calling out you know who. Uh, looks like three or four Mitsubishi turbos. Don't know what that means. Like doing the Louis dance. <laughs> A bit cruel calling it Parkinson's when they were. <laughs> when they... Uh, who said that? Uh... That comatose kick. <laughs> they struggled to park. Funny. Uh, best take this free implant if you meet the requirements. Um. Yeah, I mean, look. If your Parkinson's is like that old lady, uh, I mean, look, you may be too far gone that the surgeon wouldn't want to put, waste the time on you, but, um, you know, there's evidence that deep brain stimulation does provide some degree of neural protection. Not, I mean, you're, you're on the way out, right? But it it seems to smooth things out somewhat um as you're getting ready to check out 
Uh, that's Macaque's brain, right? Yes. Um, Doc, your work has been invaluable to me. Left. To, yes, thank you, Jonah. I saw it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, Tall Tim here. I posted a comment about possible opportunity to counter Kui's clone theory with Dr. Paul A. Um, yeah, look, I'm I'm happy to do it. And look, there's a there's a bunch of virologists that are, would be happy to do it as well. This this I I think it's a um it's a straw man argument. Well, yes, we know they're using clones, right? Everyone knew that right from the beginning. What Kui is saying is that you just can't... They lose infectivity. And they don't when in... Well, in culture. And, but, <laughs> no, it would be ethically impossible to do that experiment in humans. I guess you could do it in a macaque colony or something. But um the now look, does does the virus adapt and change over time? Yes. I think we've seen that. We've seen the um the emergence of you know different strains variants of concern, the the potential is is that mass vaccinating was driving those um variants and um i'm i'm less i'm less convinced by the the pcr argument because the i'm not saying it wasn't abused it it was but in terms of like hospital cases you don't just get one PCR test, right? You'll get a whole bunch if you get admitted to hospital. And they'll be looking for a whole bunch of other markers. And presumably, if you've gone to the bloody hospital, you feel sick, right? So uh, there's that as well. And, you know, I heard him, I started to listen to one of his, um, this one? Some, maybe, well, it might have been this one. Where he's literally saying that the the pathophysiology of SARS is not unique that we've seen over over the last um the last few years and I'm telling you it's not a fucking respiratory disease it's a systemic disseminated coagulopathy that is a neurotropic agent that as we've just seen it's exquisitely tuned to incapacitate you. You can keep listening to his nonsense machine, or you can listen to people who actually know what they're talking about. This dude has no clinical experience. He spent his life looking down a fucking microscope at rat neurons trying to understand the hippocampus. <laughs> Nary set foot. Shut it. Nary set and foot. So we really got to inspect. This is a this. Shut it. <laughs> and you know he's teaming up with the panda morons and basically, basically trying to push the idea that it was all just an illusion, all just an elaborate trick. Whereas I think things are a little bit more uh, serious than that. 
and they used a weapon against you. And that weapon worked across multiple dimensions, including the um, legislative, right? Yeah, for sure. For sure, they weaponized that too. Um, it, was, it was being baked into the system after 9-11. Well, you, maybe before then, if we're to um, take it back to Club of Rome types, but, you know, that, the idea that um, a clone is not reproductive is, um, it just, it's not there in the literature. Um, where was I? Questions, sorry. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, could you pair it with this? What? <laughs> yeah, very funny. Uh, let's see. There's a viral clip of our prime minister from yesterday fumbling like a deer in the headlights when I asked what a woman is. Yeah, again, um, the, 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 I would. I, all of these things to me as part of an asymmetric war being waged against you, the West. So you know, don't see it here. Damned covert biome enhancement again. Yep. Uh, let's see. He needs to lay off the weed. Yeah. Yeah. I think so, Centripede. I do. It's not helping him. Uh, what about monoamine oxidase interactions for molecular dynamics paper a while back? You'd have to remind me which paper that was. So many. It's like it's all just one blur to me now. Let's see. Good doggy, good to see you. Multiple attack vectors. Yes. Do they just have vats of SARS CoV 2 particles lying around? So let's say, look, there's there's a reason why virologists will want to use clones, right? There's a there's a reason science wants to have a standard. Right, that everyone can agree upon. And so in that sense, clones scientifically make perfect sense for replication of data. Now, I, I can't tell from this paper because the methods are not available, but even, even if they use clones, they tr transfect a Vero E6 cell line, it spits out viral particles okay and those viral particles are just as infective as wild type taken from patients and that's what i'll look at tomorrow with charles i guess uh did that did that um forever suggested on my keyboard every time i put the hashtag symbol i don't know what that means when you get old, like that lady Parkinson's, you can't trust a fart? No. Um, Rixie, has he really put out on Twitter that infectious clones can't replicate? 
Is that true? Does someone have a link to that? I don't even follow him on Twitter anymore. <laughs> so, what's his uh, what's his Twitter handle? Okay, if someone's got a link for that, I'd like to see that. It's funny. Um, four just retired because both parents apparently carry the gene for dementia. Four? What does that mean? Who's th you mean the actor playing four in the movies? I don't know what that means. Um, then you would have dementia hard Bruce Willis. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. Unfortunately, the DS is full of infectious clones and replicate via NLP techniques. Deep state. I say deep state. Yeah. Uh, did that? Did that? Um, See, shut it down and grab their pensions. Cov free, yeah. We would learn a whole more, lot more about this pathogen if the people that created this monster spilled the beans. Perhaps a trip to Guantanamo would jog their memory. Um, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> How long are you going to be able to waterboard Fauci for till he has a heart attack? Uh, let's see. Tim Truth was asking for you to discuss JC Clone's theory with someone earlier in a question. Tall Tim, that was it. Okay. As far as I remember, JC's own favourite chickenpox paper. Let's say that. And Gert, as a vet, will tell you as well, especially when you make superficial pressure with antibiotics or vaccinations. Yep. Welfare mums go to hospital just for attention. <laughs> Ah, GD, I love you, bro. <laughs> what, who's pandas? Pandas. Um, it's Nick Hudson. And um, like, he kicked me from the, the telegram because I was telling him, well, I was polite about it, but I was saying it's, it's insane. It's insane to dismiss biowarfare evidence, which is what they're doing, right? It's, it's everything... Everything to point towards um, legislative abuses. Now, I agree that there have been legislative abuses, but I do also think that there's a ground truth science to uh, to get at, and you know we we see this in the. Um, the clinic we see it in the basic science and again it's converging lines of evidence <laughs> here it is all right clones can't replicate Well, um, 
well, we'll take we'll look at a paper tomorrow, which um, begs to differ, and the and it's it's a direct comparison between a uh, clone made via plasmid ligation technologies and uh, wild type. It's what it is i guess all right um it is possible to know if the coronavirus was released in multiple locations or if it was a single lab leak by the amount of strains produced and the distribution of cases if it was released in multiple locations there would be fewer strains produced and the cases would be more discreetly less evenly distributed hmm See, I think I think this is one of those discussions in the context of them not shutting down travel and just <laughs> programs like Hugger Ching Chong. <laughs> you ain't ever getting a, a, an answer there. So who is spraying these clones? Is there video footage of men in black spraying them? Yeah, and that's that's the thing. It's like, um, well, no, I, I guess Jay's hypothesis is um, you you take you make a few sentinel cases, and then you let the internet do the rest, right? He sort of riffs on James Giordano's um, idea, and um, I'm. I can't quite bite down on that they backdoored all the sequencing, all the PCR machines, all the and spoofed everything. Not yet. I mean, I, I I accept it could be in the realm of possibility, but I don't think so. Release in some cities to get a molecular signal. Yeah, but <laughs> it seems they've gone round and sprayed in every city then. Right? That's that's the issue. So and you know, the we're not talking about natural pandemics here. The whole point is that we're talking about weaponized weaponized agents. Coupled to a binary agent in gene transfection. That's what's doing all the damage. There's no lockdowns now. No one's getting remdesivir now. No one's getting whatever vented now. Yet somehow, somehow, we're still seeing deaths higher. Higher than when all these uh, evil uh, mechanisms, which everyone is hyper fixating on, to, I would argue, not look at the bigger picture. Uh, I think the PCR issue is too complicated for us peons. We need Kevin McKernan to openly debunk the clone theory. Um, look, man, I don't, I don't, I don't want to speak for Kevin, but um, you know, from what I've seen, I don't think he seems particularly 
sold by the idea that clones cannot replicate. Um, it's tit for tat, and so the same mutation will eventually emerge as it's more sustainable, which exactly proves that JC is wrong. Maybe a bit of everything to sow out confusion to prevent easy organization. Even radiation could actually have been used in some places to get some good levels of certainty in some. Maybe, like I say, if 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 we're in a situation where they've gone to war against you, right? That's how that's how I think about it, right? So so nothing's off the table at that point. Every, every method is open. And, you know, we're, we're picking up the pieces and, you know, the next the next thing is whatever it is that they have planned. And like I say, I don't, with respect to biowarfare, it might be enough that they've caused the damage now that nature just takes over. So... Jessica Rose now has a show on CHD. I find that funny. Um, yeah, and look, uh, look, it's important to have smart people looking at this type of stuff, but um, your average academic, like those, they're just, they're not fit for fucking purpose for what we're dealing with. It's that simple. All right, um, let's see. Let me just see if anyone sent shekels and I will finish up. Oh, and uh, Corona Riot, you may have, uh, let's see, what haven't we had for a long time? Um, maybe, um, <laughs> I didn't want to do that one. Shut it. Stop. Fucking sample. Stop it. All right. Um. Yeah. I'm. I'm done. <laughs> Sorry, I messed. Sorry, I messed up your uh, stinger for your uh, dono. Uh, Apologise. <laughs> All right, uh, I'm out of here, and I will see you tomorrow. So, anyway, look, what's the plan for this week? So, maybe I'll I'll, I'll speak to Charles after I've done here, and then I will. The plan for this week is to look at the primate stuff. Um, I wanted to look at this paper, Network of Hotspot Interactions, Cluster Tau Amyloid Folds. I figured that um, we can have a sort of uh, more, not SARS-related, but just sort of looking at mechanisms of protein misfolding. And this obviously uh, has, it, it's related to SARS, but um, I haven't read this paper, but um, it looks interesting. So I have that one lined up. Then interaction with human nicotine acetylcholine receptors and nicotinic acid uh, agonist varin 
varinicline, varinicline, that's, um, that's the anti-smoking drug, right? What do they call that? Chantix? Chantix, something like that. Um, and what else did I have? Neuropathic symptoms with SARS-CoV-2 vaccination. Uh, neurocognitive and psychiatric symptoms following infection with COVID-19, and now having just seen that dopaminergic systems are um, susceptible. Again, uh, more evidence there. And um, yes, uh, infection of microglia, as I think that that's an important one for trying to understand long COVID. All right, so... Um, See, David Cole is coming Dawson's show. Don't know when. I'm not sure who David Cole is. All right. I'm out of here, guys. Take care. God bless. I will see you in the next one. Charles, I'll call you in about five, ten minutes. Let me just uh, self squared away. All right. Later, folks. You don't know how angry I am. You do. I'm like, I was just leaving for fucking work. You do not understand how fucking pissed off. After reading that little line, I will be arrested for not taking a fucking vaccine. Fuck these gaffers. I will fucking kill each fucking gaffer. I swear. <laughs> this is not a fucking joke anymore. This is fucking dead serious. I am fucking dead serious. These people don't know who the fuck they're actually saying. Fuck these gaffers. No fucking vaccine or ever.